Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Urban City Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hudak, and I'm, again, I'm joined by Eric Vasquez, Director of Justice for Youth. And I just want to remind students and adults who are watching this, the reason why we make these podcasts is to build community for students who are struggling in the same areas as our students, as well as bring around some tips to train, mentor, and educate mentors to better train and mentor students out there. Um, so. Again, we're here with Eric and Brianna. I'm gonna pass it over to Eric, and I can't wait to hear the story. So, Eric, this is all you. What's up, B? Welcome. All the way from Beaumont. <laughs> so, I wanna just thank you for coming out. I know this is definitely a little out of your comfort zone, but it's just us in here today, and I know that you sharing your story will really touch and impact many youth out there, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. So. Let's start with you sharing a little bit of your Justice for Youth story. How did you get connected to our organization and how did you get connected to your mentors? Okay, well, I was <laughs> I actually started going to school at Park West in Pomona. Mm -hmm. um, I was reading, I actually didn't know about you. I heard about it, but I wasn't like, you know, into it. I was reading a book one time and you came up to me. <clears throat> started talking to me and then ever since then, you know, We've gotten close, but like with other mentors, I really like shut them off. Like, I don't know. No, you just haven't had the connection yet with yeah, them. Yeah, and also because, you know, I'm just don't really like talking to a lot of people. You know, I don't feel like I can trust them. I mean, I'm not saying that you're not trustworthy, but. Yeah, but I guess it's important for the listeners to know, though. We've just met this year. Yep, it hasn't even been a year no. since we've known each other. How long has it been? Like at least eight months. Dang. Man. Maybe less, I don't know, to be honest with you. It was December. Wow, okay. And one thing that I saw was, uh, you know, I got to know you for a short period of time and then boom, you were gone. And even in that period of time, we had had some bumps along the way and you try to be a punk and push me away and didn't really go as well as you thought. You want to kind of run down kind of that process and some of those bumps that we hit? Uh, well, I was actually didn't like, I was trying to push you away because I felt like I could do it myself, you know. You know, I felt like, why do I need someone like, you know? I wanted it just, I just wanted, I didn't want to have to talk about to someone about my problems, you know, so. That's why I was trying to push you away, you know. I unfollowed you. I tried ignoring your messages, but you know, it didn't work out that much because you had my phone number. It's crazy because the ultimate diss these days from you guys is when we get unfollowed. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like the ultimate diss. And I respected your distance. Yeah, I know. Right? But then at some point, I broke the distance by doing what? Do you remember? Well, what I could recall is you were like, you would hit me up to see how I was, you know. When you would see me, you would still say hi, you know. Even if I didn't want to, you know, you would force yourself there. Just like, I'd be like, hey, man, I know you're trying to ignore me, but I'm just saying hello to you, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, when you're ready, you remember what I would say? Yeah. When you're ready, no, just come to me. hit me up, right? And then eventually, you did hit me up. What made you finally respond? Well, Honestly, I just needed to like, how do I say this? Um, Cause I'm stu I like, you know that I'm stubborn. So I had to like 
kind of think to myself, like, he's not doing this, you know, because he wants to. He's doing this because he wants to help me. So, you know, that went through my mind. I was like, you know, maybe I don't have to look all tough all the time, you know. You know, maybe I do need that help, you know, even if I look soft to him, but, you know, to others. I don't know. To me, you look the most comfortable person ever on campus, and I wish I could dress like you on campus. Yeah, you know, I'm not worried, you know. If the way I dress is how I dress. If you tripping, that's your battle. That's not mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask, so um, what eventually made you give in to Eric's constant badgering and pestering to be like, all right, I could trust this dude and I could share things with him? No, well, from the get-go, like, I told him everything the first day. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know, like, I felt something in, like, I felt something. Because I don't feel that with everybody. Like, yeah. I can't just be like, I poured out my fucking heart to him. Like, I cried, you know, something I don't normally do to people. You know, but, you know, I did try this to myself, you know. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I did. I was gonna say, did you get scared after you poured and shared your life out to Eric? I did. Maybe I was like, man, this fool might, you know, think of me as soft now, like, you know, you no. Know, but do you have to carry yourself a certain way with individuals? Like, yes. You, why? Like, because I don't wanna. I don't want people to look at me like. Okay, I want people to see me as you know. quiet but you know just don't fuck with me you know that type of you know I don't like I don't want people to mess with me because when I was young I would get bullied whether you know you believe it or not but I would get bullied like you know the way I was so I was like fuck you know okay and so that's kind of your way of coping so that you know no one's going to bully me again yeah. so I'm going to carry my presence I know my pride is high you know I got to carry that I got to show that you know? I think though it goes a little bit deeper like, I believe maybe it's even tapped into, and we've had these conversations, right, where like maybe some of that lack of trust or that putting off of a certain persona is like a protective measure for those to not be able to harm you, hurt you. And I think a lot of that distrust, right, is kind of like it's fostered by pushing people away. And where does that come from? Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, um, being the youngest of, of three um, sisters, you know, looking up to them, you know, my family too, you know, they would always tell me this, you know, that things are gonna get better or like, you know, like, how do I say this? Make promises. Yeah, like make promises and they couldn't keep, I'm not saying that, that what they did wasn't good enough. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, my struggle is a beautiful struggle. That's how I see it, you know? But, you know, just them, just them being like, you know, not very, not there, but there, you know? And also. Maybe somebody that like, you just couldn't count on. Maybe there were a lot of empty promises that were never fulfilled. For example, if you don't mind me throwing it out, like, like with Pops, you know, oh, it's always gonna get better, I'm gonna get cleaned up, I'm gonna, and then boom. Oh, we're gonna move and we're gonna, and boom, right? So, you know, you've kind of grown into like, hey, I'm a self-made, like I gotta survive this way. 
and I think that may create an, a hard exterior for you. Do you agree or? Yes, I do agree. Okay, okay. Well, I have another angle that I kind of want to go at is uh, I really kind of entitled this conversation with you kind of bouncing, bouncing around. Because in the short period of time that I've known you, four different places you've kind of lived. Came from Long Beach, you landed in Pomona, you went to Mexico, and then you are currently living in Beaumont. Uh, which is where my family lives, thank God, so I could stay in touch with you still, right? Yeah. So why have you guys at times bounced around and has that also made it difficult for you to make like real meaningful relationships? Um, actually, no, not really, because I'm very isolated to myself. I like being alone. As you guys can see, you know, I don't like making friends, you know, one reason, of course, because I don't, Trust. I don't. I don't. I'm not. You know, not very communicative with a lot of people. You know, antisocial. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Well, say with all of your history with people that you can't trust and making broken promises, does that skew your hearing when people say "I promise"? Oh, I don't like when people say "I promise." Yeah. Like, no, I don't want you to tell me. I want to see it. Mm -hmm. I want to see it. I don't like also when they say sorry, like, don't tell me sorry, because I know you don't mean it. Like, you know, I just want your actions to prove. Yeah, all right. So let's say you have mentors like Eric, me coming in, and rather than they say, I promise I'll be there, what would you rather uh, say? Like, of course, be there, but to say so that you, you feel better. I'm going to push back here, and I'm going to push back for the mentor purpose. Okay. So for those mentors who are listening, say it, mm. prove it, change students' perspectives. And I mean, you've heard it in every episode of our podcast that um, consistency, right, is the most important. Let's, let me talk about how I've been consistent with you, and then I want to end with maybe one or two more questions. But like... Number one, I feel like I steady hit you up. Simple as, hey, you good, B? And that message alone goes a long way. The second thing is, I've connected you to resources and relationships. You have also met my mother. <laughs> and my mother lives in Beaumont and is now attempting to build with you and, and mentor you. You've met my father, who actually really liked you, right? And that's rare. <laughs> you guys are a lot alike. <laughs> so. You know, I'm trying to connect you. So all these little bits and pieces of care and support to a student with your action proves it, but you also have to say it. I think it's important for us as mentors to say it. And I have told you, like, I give you my word, or you better believe that I'm going to, right? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I'm not boasting or anything, but I have followed through on that. So I kind of want to hear a little bit about your upbringing and what life was like for you and how that has informed like who you are today and the last thing I want to end with is what does your future hold for you where do you find hope in life so let's go back to share a little bit about your life and what well, it was like I mean everybody has a different perspective on life and how it is or how they were raised but my the way I think of life is life's a fucking bitch. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, Why it's you a struggle. 
It's like, especially on where you come from and how you are raised, like, you know, because not everybody has the same mentality, not everybody has the right mentality. So, you know, my parents being from Mexico don't have the mentality someone would have from, you know, California. They have different mentalities. And me trying to learn from them, but I'm learning from the streets, you know, how I grow up and so. Yeah, no, it's your life when you were growing up. What okay. was it like? Your parents coming from Mexico, the mentality's different. Yeah, um, the streets raised you a little bit. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so my, my whole life, you know, even till this day, I struggle. I'm not gonna lie, I struggle. We struggle, but, you know, you know, it is what it is. I, there's better days, I know there is, you know. You know, even if it's not right now, you know. My family is what lifts me up to believing there is better days out there. So you find hope in your family. Yeah. And I would like to say for those who are listening, one big thing is you are seven months clean from drugs. So when I first met you, you were really struggling, man. And what caused that change? I think, like... You know, I finally came to a conclusion that that was the only way I coped with it. And, you know, I, I couldn't just always, you know, just, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. Let me just go get this real fast, you know. I can't do that because that's just how I'm going to be on, you know, for, you know, for a while. Yeah. Wow. Uh, man, that's, that's awesome. Thank you for coming out, Brianna, and sharing. Um, like, I know we haven't really connected as much. Um, I see you a bit when I did see you on Park West. I always said try to say hi. Um, but yeah, Eric was definitely the one to stay connected. I, I wish this doesn't end our conversation. Um, I would love for you to come back and share more. I think there's so much in you that you could just express and share out because um, there's a lot of teens, uh, whether girls or guys, that are going through very similar issues as you. Um, and I would encourage you to, it's okay to share it. Um, like, and as you can see, like, we're here for you. Um, and as Eric says, like, when he makes a promise, he means it. And this is for the mentors and the, the people out there is that um, don't be another statistic. Don't be another person like they have in their life. If you want to mentor and you say you want to be there, be there for these kids because they have had countless of times where people have bailed on them. They have countless times of people breaking promises. And that's kind of why I want to get there because um, for me, I never make a promise to my student I know I can't keep. Um, if I know I can't keep it, I'll say I'll try my best, but I can't guarantee it. But if I'm going to be there, I'm like, I will be there, I promise. And then it's always great when you see the kids show their faces when you show up. It's like, oh, you actually came. It's like, yeah, I came. I told you I will. I promise I will. I want to I wanna jump in and end my comments, and then you could take us home. Is like, Brianna has graduated high school. Uh, I promised her I'd be at her graduation. I took my butt all the way down there, took my family. We got a chance to see her graduate. She's currently searching for a job. I know by the time we do another podcast, you're going to be employed, you know? And we have uh, the highest hopes for you. In the car, I was telling you that 
I can see you at age 30 being this woman in a business suit, going to work every day, completely transformed. You have that much potential and capacity. So thank you so much for being here and just sharing a glimpse of your life and your story. Paul, you want to take us home? Yeah, I got it. Uh, so the wrapping up is, again, I feel like I have to say this every time because every student says it, is being consistent. It doesn't matter if you're here um, with your presence, being face-to-face -face with the student. It doesn't matter if it's over the text. It doesn't matter if it's FaceTime. It doesn't matter if it's Twitter. It doesn't matter if it's Instagram. It is as long as that you're being present and communicating and talking to them, reaching out to them, what is going on in your life, and being truthful and honest and caring of what's really going on in their life. And then, you know, at times just be a place to let them vent. Right? I bet when Eric was there and you poured out your whole heart, he probably said 10 words and you said a thousand, right? Um, you know, it's okay. Like, sometimes a humbling thing for us as mentors to know is that what the kid has to say is a hundred times more important than what you have to say. You just have to sit back and let them share. Um, so I would encourage you guys to continue listening, send us questions, thoughts, comments, um, reach out to us, whether social media, Instagram, YouTube, however you want to reach us. We would love to answer your questions to help you become a better mentor. If you're a student out there, we want to help you become a better student um, for yourself, for your family. Um, I can't wait to hear and see you guys next time. Thank you and have a good night.